the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Welcome to The Marinade with Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is episode 81, and our guest is Sophie Sputnik of Waltzer. Waltzer's album Time Traveler came out earlier this year, and it's one of my favorite records of 2021. Sophie and her collaborators have also teamed up to create the wonderful and wacky variety show Waltzer TV that has included Marinade friends Erica Winterstrom Kevin Kinney, The Colonel, as well as folks like the great Patterson Hood, Daniel Pujol, and so many more amazing guests. It's part comedy and part music. It's so much fun, and I highly recommend it. You can find Walter TV over on YouTube. This conversation was a blast, y'all. I am so excited to bring it to you. We laughed more than I have in a podcast conversation in a long, long time. Everyone... It is my honor to present my conversation with Sophie Sputnik. We did it. We did it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was sitting here and I was like, uh, I sent the link, right? Yeah, I totally sent the link. And then I yeah. checked my email and nope, did not send the link because I'm a dummy. <laughs> you know what? This is it's just like it's the pandemic vibe. You know what I mean? Like it's that's how it goes. I'm I'd be surprised if it went differently, honestly. Well, yeah, and it's interesting because like I think. You know, in some ways, we used to do these face-to-face. I'd go to the venue and I'd catch up with an artist face-to-face. And that can be fraught with all kinds of challenges too. You know, load-ins at one time and sound checks and, and move back because load-in didn't happen. And then the band's late or they're early. And, you know, you just never know. Um, but with this, it's the same damn challenges, just in, just online, you know? It's like, yeah. 
I'm working around my schedule. They're working around their schedule, but whatever. Yeah, totally. We figured it out. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm, I'm excited to talk with you. Um, time yeah. tra- I just love your record time traveler. I mean, absolutely love it. Like it, it has this timeless feel and I wrote down, I don't know if this makes any damn sense. And if it doesn't fine, but I'm going to say it anyway, it feels like a throwback to the future. I don't know if that sentence makes sense or if, <laughs> or if it all fits what you hear when you hear the record, but to that me. That is so awesome. I love that. Um, <laughs> throwback to the future. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Sorry. Oh, do it. Yeah. Um, cause, cause it just, it, it's, it's one of those records I, I have, I've just been heavy rotation. Uh, I've been listening cool. to it and I ordered the vinyl last week and uh, excited for that to arrive. And um, it's just like this, it, it's, if it, it again, feels like something that, that could have taken place anywhere, but it doesn't sound like anything. Does that make sense? Doesn't sound like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. And I, I like, that's a really cool thing to be said about the record. I think, I think I maybe feel the same way about it. Cool. like now hearing it all finished. And I think that's because a lot of different crazy things got were put together to make it that probably wouldn't have been if a lot of circumstances didn't happen. Like I think um, we, you know, we did a remix of it and that probably wouldn't have happened if the pandemic didn't happen. Mm. Um, so I think it was just like, there was just a lot of circum- circumstance that was in this record. And then also just like writing the songs in Florida, you know, years ago for a different project and bringing them with me to Chicago. And just like, there's just so many different, I don't know, so many different lives and people and stuff. So I think that, I think maybe that's why it kind of has like a mixture. That's know? great. Yeah. I think th- everything you just said is probably another reason why I can connect. Um, I'm, I'm in Orlando and I grew up in uh, Ocala. Are you familiar with Ocala? Uh, a little bit. I'm like, I'm like very Southern Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Different, different world, different world. Uh, I did live in West Palm for a little while. Um, My first semester in college, I went to school down in West Palm, but um, and spent a lot of time in South Florida, but um, Jacksonville shirt. Yeah. 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 Thing right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure huh florida pride yeah for, yeah right <laughs> so much of that um <laughs> uh but there's also like um i think one of the reasons that i initially connected with the record was uh so a couple things like almost right off the bat the song uh i don't want to die i was like well that that's me and then uh and and then this the feel of it I was like, I couldn't put my finger on it. Right. And then I started doing the research and I'm like, Oh shit. Rookie was involved. Of course. Like that, that Chicago, whatever is, whatever y'all are doing up there with twin peaks and rookie and your record, like there's this, there's just some really cool music. And I know Chicago is a big music town, but like that kind of vein of music is just something I can sink my teeth into, you know? Yeah. 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 Rookie. They're like, when I moved to Chicago, I was like, oh, this is what like music school and music growing up in a music town like does. Like mm-hmm. they're so, I mean, you could throw anything at them and they'll they'll understand the heart of the song, I think like right away. And 
yeah, I was like, I'm still, I mean, I can't wait till the new stuff comes out too. I'm such a fan and yeah, there's definitely like this really cool vibe in Chicago. I've like, there's a couple bands that I didn't know about till I moved here that are like blowing up. Um, one is Ohm and then one is Dead. And th both those bands, like, I was like, I'm so glad I live here now because they're both, uh, they both have like female leads, which is just always great. And uh, yeah, it's just so unique. Their style is so unique. Oh, cool. uh, I'll have to check those out. Yeah, you'll really like them. If you like Twin Peaks and Rookie, you'll definitely like, like nice. them a lot. Very nice. So when the songs for Time Traveler, if it, you, you've, they're several years old and then you reworked them in different ways, are they, are all of them that old? And, and are you, I guess my real question here is like how you hold on to a song like that and not, and, and know that not to give up on it, know that like, this is, a, this is going to be a thing. Um, there, I think songs that I still enjoy playing, I know still have some life to live in them. Like there's a bunch of songs that I wrote, you know, seven to 10 years ago that I don't, or I can't remember. Or sometimes I like, I just remembered a song the other day and I, I went to play it on the piano and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I listened back to it and I was like, that song sucks. Don't ever play it. <laughs> <laughs> like that does not, that does not make it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah um but uh, sorry i am actually i'm like presently going through like nicotine withdrawal i'm on day three so my answers might be like Ooh. oh good i mean good for you for you know uh, kicking it or trying to kick it uh, i hope you do um yeah. It's tough. I look like I'm detoxing right now. I'm like looking at myself. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, thank God this isn't like on TV. <laughs> no, we're live streaming right now. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> we're not live streaming. That's, uh, awesome. That's awesome. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> um. All right. So the question was like, how do the, if the songs make it, like, how do they do that? And then like, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you answered it, but I, I think you said that the one you played one recently and you were like, Oh, that sucks. How do you know the flip side of the question is how do you know when it sucks? Gosh, it's like, I, it's weird. I mean, I think, okay. For, for instance, the song time traveler, when I brought that to Chris, Devlin who's in Rookie who produced the record and and did a lot of like arranging with me arrangement with me um arranging yeah <laughs> he uh like uh I brought him that song and it was called Baggage Claim and I still felt like I felt proud to show him that song and I was proud of the lyrics like I felt like that song was like me uh doing a better version of myself you know what I mean I was like okay you like I, I don't know I was like that's good you did good there I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't always get to, I don't always impress myself you know and uh. so I, I guess I mean you know like the song that I played the other day I was like it at the time it was this really cool like grungy garage song and I, I it was important for me to say those words at that time like one of the first lyric was like about doing like you know this it was about like doing coke and like being in a band and like I felt like it was important to like talk about that you know 10 years ago when I was like angry about it um 
you know, the lifestyle rock and roll suicide or whatever. Um, but maybe right now I don't feel like it's that important to talk about. And so it just didn't, it didn't make it, but the song, the lyrics in time traveler, I, I felt like those that's still important to talk about for me right now. Wow. That's really interesting. Cause I think, you know, 10 years ago, if you had, you know, released some of the, some of these things, I wonder what impact they would have on you and the listener, you know, versus now, like something like, for example, I keep coming back to, I don't want to die. Cause every time I listen to him, like, mm. yeah, that's my, that's my inner monologue. Right. All the time. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. it's, and it's super confusing to me. Like everything you say in that is like, no one seems to mind. No one seems to recognize. Like when I tell people that I'm scared of death, their, their reaction is always like, why it, everybody does it. I'm like, that's the worst argument that I've ever heard for trying to make me feel better about dying. I just told you I'm scared to die. And you're like, it's, it's all good. You're going to like, wait, what? No, I know. I, I totally get it. I'm like, I actually was sad this conversation the other day. I was like, I don't really think you get it though. Like you have no idea what that means. Like you, you think you might know, but you really don't. I mean, it's, it's, you can't relate anything to it in your life when it happens it's like, I mean, it's, it just, there's no words for it. It's, it's so much bigger than I think people like really realize, but at the same time, I don't want us to be walking around like obsessing about it, but it's like, yeah, yeah, no big deal. Just someday you might dissolve like and everything that will disappear. And it's like, all right, I'm going to go to the grocery store now. I, I, I really do struggle with it. And actually that's one of the reasons why I'm like, trying to quit nicotine because I'm a hypochondriac and like I, um, every day I would, you know, I, I was like jeweling cause I was, I used to smoke a pack um, a day for years. And then I moved to the stupid jewel. And I mean, I was just crazy about it. Um, and I felt like I was doing good, but you know then I would get this weird pain or mm-hmm. like, you know, I got, oh, I, like every day it was like, I think this thing probably gave me brain cancer or mm-hmm. lung cancer, or like neck cancer. I was on WebMD every day for like the last like six weeks. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like I just need to quit, you know? So yeah, the obsession is real and very alive. And I think writing music about it and doing art, doing art about death is probably the only thing I can think that relieves a little bit of the fear because at least it's mystic and mm. you know it's not so like mm. black and white in in when you when thinking about death is so black and white but when you get like mystic about it feels a little less like i don't know scary i guess oh that makes so much sense i mean that you know in in the absence for at least me in my life in the absence of say like organized religion art is what is my kind of spiritual connection right or my my god so to speak is is creating and consuming art and so to be able to write about death in that way and think about it so that it becomes abstract in the way that say a holy book become is very abstract usually um that i that makes so much sense yeah yeah well okay um we could talk about death the whole time, but, um, uh, but I just got my second vaccine dose. So I'm, <laughs> I'm further from death than most of you motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, the, um, 
Walter TV uh, is so much fun. And uh, you talked earlier about the, um, the, about the pandemic opening up, you know, opportunities and, and kind of changing the way of thinking. Um, can you talk about how Walter TV came about? And then my follow-up is going to be, and I can come back to it. Um, if, you know, if you get lost on a nicotine withdrawal trail, but uh, <laughs> well, my follow-up question is going to be how, how, uh, or if you think it will continue when things go back to sort of normal. So how, how did it come about? And then what do you see as the future? Hmm. Okay. So it came about because I had a show at the hideout and then the pandemic happened, everything shut down and the hideout in Chicago is like a brilliant venue. And there's, they just adapted like, boom, like that. And next thing you knew, they had this like whole online thing going like faster than any other venue I, I hadn't seen. And they were like, okay, your show's online now. You have 45 minutes slot, do something. <laughs> and I was like, God, I mean, yeah, I was like, uh, I mean, they didn't say it like that, but that's how yeah, I heard yeah. it. You got to do something. Actually, what I heard was like, you have to do something and it has to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Or you'll die. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this is your last jam. Um, so I, I, you know, I had noticed that a lot of bands were quick to get on the live streaming and they were doing the songs from their living rooms and stuff like that. And it made me really uncomfortable. Like I really hated mm. it. And I was like, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. Ugh. Um, Cause you know, I'm really not like, I'm not a great guitar player. I sing like, I'm not like a class um, classical trained singer. Like I think I'm more into like, performing and like mm. vibes and I don't know vibes made it sound lame but I just really like the energy of performance mm. and so the idea of playing my little songs in the living room just like just bugged me so long story short I just uh I was like okay well I had this idea like to do I don't want to die to do a video of like of that um with like me do it, holding a boom box running around like from that movie i can't remember what it's called um what is that um, movie called it's With called no. oh my gosh it's so embarrassing i'm gonna edit this um <laughs> uh, it's not to die for i keep wanting to say no no, that. no. it's called uh um i'm gonna uh i know i'm picturing the scene and everything um say anything i was just gonna say anything i wish i said it <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's my fault, not yours. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm talking about it. I should know. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, just so I had this like image of me running around the city holding a boombox like up to people because we at that time everything was on lockdown. You couldn't mm -hmm. you couldn't see anybody. So I thought it'd be cool if I was like holding it up, playing the song to like my friends. And then I don't know, from that, you know, I did like the claps with like gloves on because like at the time we were all wearing gloves and masks and all that oh, stuff so uh -huh. like i just want to do like a pandemic show i don't know uh because i i the only way to deal with it the the complete and uh fear was uh to make fun of it um mm -hmm. and i my next door neighbor robert this is a long story sorry i'm like cutting it no down. i like it that's good okay um Robert Salazar, he's a really good friend of mine. He like does comedy. He's done, he like went to school for like, 
theater and stuff. So I was like, Hey dude, like help me with this. And I was like, I have one idea and it's just that I'm going to come to your house and talk to you while you're in the window and you're going to be talking to me and you're going to be like eating a sandwich. And as you eat the sandwich, all the crumbs are going to fall on my face. <laughs> and that, that was the only scene I had other than the song. And he was like, cool, let's do it. And so then we got all these other bands involved because I'm like newish to the scene and I was not going to be headlining at the hideout. So I just got a bunch, you know, I got Andrew Saw and uh, Baroque and like a bunch of other local bands. And it ended up kind of having this like community vibe to it, you know, and it was just so fun. Um, so we just kept it going. And I, I, I had just um, hired a, signed on with a manager right at that moment. So he was just like, well, you know, maybe you should just keep doing this because you just hired me and you need to work and I need to work. And so (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) that was like pretty much it. And then like, next thing we knew, like all of a sudden this guy, this agent reached out to us and then we had a booker and Mm. we just kept going and we started getting really cool acts involved. And and then all these characters started developing and yeah. and then I got I got really excited about them and, uh, and now I just want to keep acting like them. So, and now to answer the question of where I think it's going, um, I'm not sure if it's going to continue forever. It's, it's kind of hard um, to do, like, especially mm-hmm. with the world opening back up, it's actually like harder because mm-hmm. people are busier. A, a lot of the reason why I think the show did well is because no one was doing anything. So a lot of people said yes, mm-hmm. they normally wouldn't say yes. Um, but I would like to continue the characters and I'm hoping that like when, when I go on tour that I can maybe do some like little care, like, uh, you know, my partner and I do Karen Roberta, uh, park rangers. And I was thinking it'd be so fun to like go to a zoo and like act as them and like do like a thing with kids or whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you mean just to do it or like then to put on YouTube or something, or you're just talking about just for fun. No, I actually mean like, yeah, like put it on YouTube and like talk about, you know, our show. Like if we have an anchor performance in that city, like kind of use the characters as like, you know, and bring them to the city. Yeah. Just kind of do like a, I don't know. I mean, I've never done anything like that before. I'm not like an actor, but I still think it it just would be fun, you know? I think it would be super fun to bring it to the stage too. I think it'd be fun to like play your set, but you know, at the beginning and end, maybe so you don't break up the the flow of the set maybe, or maybe throughout there's little, you know, I mean, there's people that make that work really well and you're getting a lot of practice at it now. And you, yeah. you know, you're getting a ton of practice. You've already had a ton of practice. So thinking about what that looks like on stage sounds really dope to me. Dude, I agree. I mean, I was having this dream for a while that, like we would tour the show and like the the house that it all takes place in. Like it, my idea is that it's like this big DIY, like house show house. And like, it eats all the bands that play inside of it. And I thought it'd be so cool to like tour this house around and have it like eat bands. all. Um, and I, so it's like, I dream about these things, like, but you know, I think everybody's vibe right now is like, let's just see like what the industry is going to do. And, yeah. you know, like what's even going to happen in the next six months, you know, like, so I'm just kind of like, 
taking it easy, you know? I think that's a, another great question. Uh, Cause I think, so from my perspective, I mean, the pandemic has just been good for me. Like I've, I've just, I hate that it hurts so many people, but I just, I'm lucky. I'm just super lucky. I got a promotion on my, my day job. Like uh, I got, I, found, like, I got a new job is what it was like a dream job. The, um, and I wouldn't have been looking if not for the pandemic. Cause I was happy. And well, then, can you ask what it was like what the yeah yeah I'm a I'm a middle school teacher and so I oh. yeah I was face to face in my like my in my neighborhood right I would walk to work and I liked that job and it was I loved it actually but um but it was working for the local county and when we went back we went back half face to face and in half online so I was teaching seventh graders half of my seventh graders were in class with me still like really kind of early in the pandemic when we didn't know first of all that kids weren't quite as susceptible secondly that surfaces weren't the issue and you know like all these things these questions have been answered for us now that we're still up in the air and then I was trying to teach kids half online like one or the other okay but it's like the analogy I keep using is it's like trying to play baseball and softball at the same time it's like pretty similar but it ain't the same thing right yeah yeah, yeah totally the rules are yeah, different you know really, really tough yeah so I started looking for for opportunities and I was like I just want to be home you know I, I want to be home right now um, I think I would be good at teaching from home. And I found a, a school that was totally online um, with like kids from, uh, from an underserved community, which is kind of my passion and which I wasn't, you know, I live in just a normal middle-class neighborhood here in Orlando. So that wasn't, I love this population, but that wasn't my passion, you know? And, and, and they were, they paid me, paid me twice what the county's paying me. And just like all of these things fell into place that I wouldn't, Sophie, I wouldn't have even thought about looking, you know, cause like I had a job, you know, I was, it was good. I have healthcare, you know, like yeah, yeah. what more yeah. can, I'm paying my mortgage. Like what, what more can I ask for, you know? Um, but now that I've, I've, I've had this, this paradigm shift and now I'm like, and, and the same thing to tie it back into art, the same thing has happened with the podcast because now I think about like, I mean, within the first month of the pandemic, I had like Brian Fallon on and I had uh, Daryl Scott and I had like all these just Michael McDermott, I talk about Chicago folks, like all these just heavyweight songwriters. And I had had amazing guests before, right? That, that That's not what I mean. I just mean that like all of a sudden I went, wait, I could just like set up a time convenient for them on Zoom. Why haven't we thought about this before? But nobody in the industry was doing that, right? Like you would do a phoner, but no one was doing Zoom calls and phoners are the worst because you can't see the person's, like if I'm boring you, I can see that right now, you know? But yeah. if you're <laughs> nodding and I've got you, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she yawns. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I'm curious what music's going to do, right? Like what, yeah. what's going to happen? I'm nervous. I mean, I'm really nervous. Like I'm always, and maybe because I've always felt, I don't know. I've always been like the underdog. Like I've never really mm. like crossed the line in any like art project I've ever done or play I've been in in middle school or whatever. Like I've never really crossed the line into like, wow, all your hard work like you're it's just your moment you know what I mean and part of me is afraid I know there's a lot of us out there like that and not that I feel sorry for us but more so just like is it going to be harder for us because I feel like the 
bands that are signed and like, you know, already kind of in their thing are going to get first dibs on the shows and we're going to just, you know, be waiting a while, I guess. Mm. But then, you know, I have, this is the first time for me personally, where I've had like a team behind me. And so mm. I'm trying not to like worry about it too much. I'm grateful. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to have no expectations. Just like, Hey, maybe, you know, I know we're going to play tree fort, which is like huge. That's a huge, uh, like, I can't believe it. That's huge. Nice. And, um, nice. So, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe this year will be like, not as bad as like, I'm maybe would normally think like, maybe I can be pessimistic sometimes. <laughs> well, that's, that's interesting. Cause I, I like, from my perspective, as I think about, as I listen to the record and over and over and over and over again and love it and, and, and continue to love it and not get tired of it and think that it's just like fresh and, and exciting. And as I watch Walter TV and see this also fresh and exciting thing with these, you had like Patterson hood involved, like um, for folks listening to the show who are fans of the marinade, the Colonel who's been a guest on our show is on Walter that episode that was awesome oh thanks um, crazy story he's man he's a wild dude he's so interesting and his music's so good yeah um kevin exactly. kenny also a guest on the marinade uh has been on your show erica winterstrong who's just like god otherworldly <laughs> also yeah. been on the show um so for folks listening if if you like what what i'm doing you're gonna really like waltzer tv i think and <laughs> so those connections though that you've that you've made through all of this and and those relationships that you're building with all of this i would think are going to so i'm going to be your 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 uh, uh, positivity coach right now <laughs> so I, I i think when you get back out there people are going to be like hell yeah let's see give me some waltzer that's what i think yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome you know you know it's funny because i just um I just watched the Linda Ronstadt um, documentary last night. Mm -hmm. Did you see it? The Sound of a, Vo of a Voice? No, I haven't. Um, I'm a huge fan of her and she, uh, she's, she was like a genius. And she just kind of like sang, it seemed like her story was, she just kind of sang and people just was like, oh, you're amazing. And then next thing she knew, she was like singing on a huge stage. You know, like it was like she just sang her way through life, and it's so sad she has Parkinson's now. Um, oh man! But this point of me bringing her—I'm sorry not to be like sad. Jeez, thanks yeah. a lot, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm, 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 get AIDS too. I don't know if you knew that, but I'm immediately—I'm <laughs> immediately turning into your negativity enabler. Yeah. After that. <laughs> I don't know if you got if you want to get into climate change, but um, <laughs> but I I did bro. Like, let's talk about Matt Gates. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I mean, he's from Florida. Oh, so. they all are. Yeah, they know, right? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they all. We all are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but, Linda yeah. Ronstadt documentary. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I just wanted to say that like it seemed like she was she was always kind of doubtful mm. but she really cared about her projects and yeah. that kind of made me feel better because I'm like you know what maybe I'll just be like this forever you know yeah. but I do still care about my projects mm. and 
I mean, she did cool stuff. I didn't realize this. She was in a rock and roll band with all these dudes, you know, and then next thing she was like doing like a Broadway show that for, for like movie, I didn't mm. realize this with Kevin Klein. And then she did like a Mexican, like classical Mexican. I mean, she just, she did whatever she wanted. She wasn't like, I'm rock and roll. Linda Ron said, I only do rock, you know, she was yeah. like, and I, I don't know. I just really, I was like, people, we're, we can still do stuff like that now. You know, we just, yeah. you just got to do whatever you want and really love it and care about it. That's it. <sighs> what a great lesson. I love that. I, that makes me so happy back to your positivity coach. Um, that makes me super happy. Like, I, cause I, I've been reflecting on, on, on a similar concept lately. And that, um, cause I, you know, I, I would do this work, this podcast work, if two people were listening, right? Like that, I just love it. Like I, I love conversations like this. This one is an all time favorite already. Like I'm having a blast and I'm learning and I, you know, like I'm growing and that, that tends to happen. I mean, and, and this week I've, I, I kind of, kind of really booked myself hard because I had a, a flexible schedule, but each, each conversation has been so enriching and you know it's it's a product that you just that you work so hard on but then you just give away and um and, and I, i'm not in it for monetary reasons that's not what i mean i just mean that it's like i have to keep sight of the fact that sometimes because it is so much work sometimes i have to bring myself back to be like man you're you're making a lot of people happy with this thing you create and that's worth a ton um and then yeah you know, there are people who financially support the show. You know, I know you, you've got a Patreon, right? For Walter. Yeah. I just started it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Congratulations. I love Patreon. And I just, just had a new uh, patron today. Shout yeah. out to, to my good friend, Josh Crum. Um, and it, just every little bit, like the fact that people will financially support this thing that you do, that is your art that you love. is just so exciting. And it, it shouldn't remind you that people are also, enjoying it who maybe either can't afford to or you know aren't 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 going to support it financially because that doesn't matter like i still want people to listen and enjoy it and, and grow from it but it's it's sometimes difficult with art to try to like understand and, and keeping your head that like you're make you're creating this thing that's making people happy and that's impacting their lives yeah yeah totally i know it i, I get it it's like you want to just do it for all the right reasons. You don't want to rely on the reaction, um, but it can get, I have had times where like, I, you know, you get burnt out maybe mm -hmm. like that's, I think that's like maybe something that's kind of coming up is like, it's like uh, you need to get, if, if you can get like a flow situated, especially financially, it really does help the burnout from not happening, which mm. it's like, it, you can get, I mean, for me personally, I, I mean, even with Walter TV, we definitely got, we did the time traveler movie and we were like, oh, we can't do this. Like, <laughs> sleep. <laughs> it's a lot of work. There's a lot uh, of work that goes into something like that. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it's like, and burnout is the worst. I mean, that's the thing that can actually really end thing, projects. And that's the, the biggest goal is to just not end the project, you know, no matter what, just keep it going and keep loving it. Like that's, that's the goal. Um, so yeah, for sure. And I, I am excited about Patreon, the Patreon. Like I would actually even, you know, maybe after this, I would love to talk to you about it. Cause I'm, 
I want to learn about it and getting like people more involved. I think we have like four people on it right now. And mm. I'm like posting polls and like, you know, sending out our videos and stuff, but I don't know. I'm like still kind of learning the, the ropes of it, you know? Yeah. I'm happy to, to, to share some things with you. I I'm not an expert by any means, but it, um, in the last year has doubled. So, um, we still don't have a ton of people, but, but every one of them, makes a difference. And I'll, I'll share more about that later. I don't want to bore folks um, who are listening, yeah. but um, maybe I'll, maybe, well, let's get meta. Maybe I'll share after, and then we'll release that for the Patreon patrons. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Talking Patreon. And I'll too. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but um, so you, um, you, you faux yawned earlier uh, when I was talking about being bored and um, I had you riveted, obviously, but you on and you in a few places I've read, you've been quoted talking about like getting bored and how you're easily bored, I think is <laughs> and if you're not, if that's not fair, then please correct me. But I wonder how much you think about that and what you do to sort of stave off that that boredom. Man, yeah, I'm not I'm like, I'm like, shoot, I probably did say that um, <laughs> a lot. A, a, a few few places. <laughs> oh, my it's, God. It's on the internet. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I, that is a huge problem, problem of mine, honestly. Um, that's why I have a tendency to um, go really hard on that, like uh, if I'm drinking or doing anything mm. like that, I go pretty hard. So I don't, I really try not to do anything like that mm. <laughs> because mm. I'm all about like the energy and excitement, you know, and chaos. Yeah. Um, so I do get bored. I uh, also like um, my, I have bad focus problems like um, that I've, I'm coming to terms with that I'm really trying to work on. Uh, my whole goal in life is just to be able to sit here and not be anywhere else but mm, here that is mm. like all i all i want and i'm really uh working on it but um what do you think, do to work on it well i'm trying to quit nicotine that yeah. is like a huge one because if if i'm smoking something it's like uh like right now i i'm just waiting for this to be over so i can like you know go smoke something like my jewel yeah. Whatever. right 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 um so that doesn't help um but i've also started like meditating and doing yoga like the you know i'm in my 30s like <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's like time to do stuff like that yeah and, yeah uh it does help yeah you know? <laughs> I, uh, yeah i was just talking about how i'm out of practice with yoga and and what it, i'm 40 and like what a difference it makes when i'm practicing regularly and how when it when yeah. you're in the habit it is it's an, its own form of sort of addiction where it's like, I, I can feel if I miss it, if I miss a day and I want to get back to it. Same thing with meditation. Yeah, no, totally. I'm just, I just took a breath. I'm that's, that wasn't a yawn. I was like, Oh God, he thinks I'm like bored now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I wrote that down actually. I wrote, you know, bored at 38 minute mark. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, no, uh, yeah. Somebody the other day was like, you know, I don't, she, she was like, I don't meditate. I just like for two minutes, set my timer on my phone and breathe. Yep. And I'm like, that's, that's meditation. Really yeah. Yeah. That is meditation. 
yeah, it's meditation. That's it. You know, and people get like, so heady about it, mm-hmm. you know, just like, no, just breathe. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like that is, that's where I'm at right now with that. Um, I, you know, but I do think that like, sometimes our character defects, we can use them to help us. And so the boredom like does help me with my performance. I try to, mm. I'm very sensitive to when other people are bored and, mm-hmm. um, so I like to, you know, you can use dynamics on stage energy wise. When's the right time to be quiet? When's the right time to be loud? And like, um, you know, is this like, if I look at the audience right now, is that, will that be meaningful? It's not like I'm thinking mm-hmm. these things at the time, but those are things that I've thought about. And I feel like maybe that's a sensitivity to just how energy, you know? Wow. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's one of the questions that I was going to kind of ask you about was, was the performance part and how much you think about that. That's a great answer. You know, the, the idea that's great. I'm not going to even push that. Um, we, I, I, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, we usually end on what, uh, what you're getting down on, what kind of, you mentioned a couple of bands, what art has you inspired right now? Music books, films, it could be a painting you saw. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> shoot. So, okay. Um, my buddy Robert has been getting me into like comic books. Mm. Um, I literally just finished, this is so not, this is not cool, but I just finished all of the Marvel movies, the Avengers mm-hmm. finished them. It's so inspired. Like love nice. it. Nice. Nice. Uh, huge fan now. Uh um starting to read comic books i just read this one called stray dogs it was really great uh it's like really cute um music wise i sorry i just have to look um yeah no sweat i'm gonna grab comic books while you're doing that okay cool uh music wise i want to just do like a little shout out to my friend woes um he just came out with the song passport and he's just he's from chicago he's an amazing rapper i think you should oh he was on your show right yeah 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 i really think he's gonna like blow up i'm really excited about him yeah okay cool Um, i'll listen to more of his stuff and then reach out to him yeah dude. i really liked what i heard it also i don't know if you listen you've been listening to music for a while like I, i feel like because you live in Orlando, you've probably heard some bands have come through to that one spot. Um, Wills. Oh yeah. I love Wills. Yeah. yeah. I miss Wills. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That was a great spot. Um, I saw Sloth Rust there and I'll never forget that show. It was amazing. Nice. nice. Um, but I don't know if you listen to Mr. Clit and the Pink Cigarettes. You no. should. Okay. okay. Check, check them out. I think you'd really like them. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, check out Ohm, obviously like, yeah, just amazing. So that's great. Awesome. Yeah. I missed the hell out of wills we, I would say before the pandemic, at least now it's changed, but I would say at least 30% of the, the, the first like 50 episodes of the marinade were recorded outside of wills. Wow. Wow. I, like at least maybe more there. Little Indies. I don't know if you were there when little Indies was open, but it's, it's adjacent to wills. It's a, little cocktail bar it hasn't been around very long five what years. was there before 
You know, I don't know. It was like this guy. His he had it was like a name. I played there, like right next to Will's. I played Will's, and then I played. It was like I want to say, I don't know. You're not thinking of Uncle Lou's, are you? Did you play Uncle Lou's? I think that's yeah, Uncle Lou's. Yeah, that's down the street a little bit. That's down the street. Okay, okay. It's still there. Um, that's, that's cool. That would be fun to see you at Uncle Lou's. That's that's a wild place, man. <laughs> my my old band it was it was pretty wild that's a wild place um I've, i think i've only been there once and i was like man i don't i'm a little i'm too old i don't know if i can hang, hang here <laughs> no yeah. indies is this really cool little cocktail bar unpretentious cocktail bar right next to wills in the same vein as wills if will decided to you know have a fancy cocktail bar right so there's cool. local art on the wall as my partner chris her her art's been displayed there a couple of times she's had a couple of shows there and um the but and then and then they have live music too there's a tiny little stage in the corner and just the fir first part of the marinade i was just reaching out to people that were playing wills basically and it was sort of born out of wills in so many ways which is exciting um this is obvious but have you read watchman yet no oh my god read watchman so, okay should I read it and then watch it, you think? I think so. The, so you haven't seen the series either? No. Okay. So I would say consume it all. <laughs> like, okay. I would say read it first and then watch the film and then watch the show. The show okay. is maybe my favorite television show that has ever existed other than Chernobyl. Like, it's one of my top five favorite shows ever. I can't um, watch Chernobyl. I can't. Oh do it. God, it's it's in it's a lot, um, yeah. but it's brilliant. I mean, it's just perfectly done. Um, but the the but nothing's gonna top this. And just heads up, this is gonna ruin all comic books for you. Really? <laughs> I, I, that's what I, I like. I still read comic books, but like this is the the pinnacle. <laughs> so, yeah. I I think that, and I think a lot of people would agree with me. But as far as series go, this is called a hundred bullets. Okay. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of intense. Um, but the premise is there's like, um, gosh, it's been so long since I've read it, but basically there's like, oh, you know what? I better not try and tell you the premise without, I'll have to edit this one out. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm trying, cause I'm going to fuck it up. But anyway, it was great. And I loved it. There's like 10 volumes to it. Um, and I highly okay. recommend. And it's not, it's not, it's, it's like the Avengers, but it's own thing kind of thing. Like a hundred, but like Watchmen is its own thing or no, it's just like. Okay. Yeah. It's its own thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's its own series. hundred bullets. Um, there's all these wild characters. Uh, a lot of it takes place in Miami. Um, cool. yeah, it's, uh, the writing is great. The artwork's really cool. Um, it's not a lighthearted read, though. Just heads up for that. Okay. Um, Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, Sophie, thank you so much. If you want to stay on for a little while and talk Patreon, I'm happy to do that. But I just want to thank you so much for your record, for your for Walter TV, for your time and energy today. Um, I'm I'm really grateful for this conversation. Likewise, dude. I love your show. And yeah, it was really this. I love when conversations go like this. Like it, yeah. it means so much to me. It just felt so easy. So awesome. Good. That's the goal. That's great. Good. Cool.
Walter, y'all. Thank you so much, Sophie. Thank all of you for listening. Waltzermusic.com for all things Walter. What a blast this conversation was. Subscribe to Walter TV on YouTube so you don't miss an episode. And while you're over there, subscribe to The Marinade. Do the same on your podcast app. Leave us a five-star review. Follow The Marinade on Twitter and Instagram. Tell a friend about the show. These are all free, simple ways to help us out. And if you really like what we're doing, please consider joining our Patreon community, where for just a few bucks a month, you can gain access to our Patreon-exclusive show, Jason's Journey, our Patreon happy hours, updates about the show, and more. It's just a great way to dive a little bit deeper into the show. We have a community over there, and um, you know, I'm, it's really fun, and uh, it's a way to to celebrate the show and to celebrate our fans and our friends. It's just, it's great. Um, and I want to give a huge shout out right now to my good friend, Patrick Hagerman. Y'all, I, you've heard me talk about Patrick before. Patrick just joined the Patreon and um, he's got his own Patreon w- because he has wonderful music. Pa- Patrick is a, an incredible songwriter and he also has a lot of really cool stuff coming up very soon. So, Check his Patreon out. Uh, check his music out. I can't wait until his record is finished and comes out so that um, we can have him on the show and and so folks can hear his wonderful songwriting. He's just a, a great a great friend and a wonderful songwriter. So shout out to Patrick, uh, y'all. If you sign up for the Patreon before May second, you'll have a chance to be part of our first ever quote unquote live podcast. Our friend Seth Walker has agreed to chat about his book, Your Van is on Fire, which you've heard me talk about on the show. And uh, patrons will not only get a chance to kind of observe how the sausage is made, but also jump in and ask questions. Uh, I'm going to have kind of a Q&A with Seth at the end. And then we're all just going to hang and catch up. Our, our Patreon happy hours are something that we started, I guess, uh, not quite a year ago now. And it's just a fun way to connect. Uh, we, we get on Zoom and we just hang. You know, it's just a fun, fun hang and talk about art and life. And, you know, we've all kind of gotten to know each other. Um, it's it's one of those unintended consequences of the show that I made friends uh, through the show. So uh, it's super fun. I highly recommend it for as little as $2 a month. You can join our Patreon. Uh, I'm really looking forward to next weekend. And, uh, you know, if you can swing it, awesome. If you can't, if you're not in a position to contribute financially, I totally get it. All those free things I mentioned before are a huge help to the show. And above all else, just thank you so much for listening. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention before we get to the the return of what I'm getting down on is that uh, I'm trying to get rid of all the old merch, y'all. I have two, no, I have three black and white marinade hats left just three black and white trucker hats by dome hats um that that's it and then they're gone i did i do not anticipate ordering any more i want to go a different direction with some merch ideas and uh i i need to get rid of this stock before i can worry about that we also have like and those are only 10 bucks over on marinadepodcast.com slash store we also have some shirts I'm almost out of shirts. We've got one double XL, two larges, a medium, and five smalls. And once those shirts are gone, they're definitely gone. My shirt guy moved, and um, those are one of a kind shirts. So it's not going to happen again. Once you once they're gone, they're gone. And I'm I'm just putting them up for five bucks. I mean, plus shipping on on both of these, by the way. But it, you can't beat it. If you got somebody who wears a small, there's five of them left. They're only five dollars plus shipping. It comes out to about 11 bucks total and then um the like i said one medium left and once it's gone it's gone no more mediums 
um, two larges and, and one double XL. So if, if that's you, grab it. Um, 10 bucks for the shirts, five bucks for the, I'm sorry, five bucks for the shirts, 10 bucks for the hats. And uh, then we've got some cool stuff coming. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to order some new stuff and have some, some new merch made. Um, all right, y'all. It's enough of me selling you. It's time for what I'm getting down on, the segment of the show where I talk about the art that is inspiring me at the moment. D.L. Rossi's Lonesome Road was just released uh, this past week. It is full of good songs and beautiful stories. It's one of those records, you know, and I think this is rare, where the songs feel familiar. They feel like a familiar sing-along on, like, the second listen. That's how infectious the melodies are. He clearly has his head around like how to write a hook, uh, but also how to devastate in the in the verses. Um, there's no wasted time or space on this record. It's just really well crafted songs, and uh, I've just I've listened to it like ten times um, over the last couple of days. I just keep coming back to it because it, it's hitting me that hard. Beautiful, beautiful songs, really wonderful stories. Lonesome Road, D.L. Rossi, check it out. I started watching the show Them on Amazon Prime. One of my middle schoolers turned me on to it, which is, hey, I'm not one to judge parenting. I don't have a kid, but it ain't for kids. So I was kind of surprised when I started watching it. But this this particular kid's a pretty mature uh, individual. But it's it's a spooky show, and it, it really takes on race in America. Um you know, we got to keep having those conversations, y'all. We got to keep having those conversations. Um, you know, the, the Chauvin trial, thankfully, came out the right way, but that doesn't mean systemic racism dies with uh, that verdict. So let's let's keep those conversations coming through art and through just, you know, confronting each other about things and having those conversations um, in our in our personal lives. I recommend the show them. Also, after my conversation with Todd Snyder, uh, whose record First Agnostic Church of Hope and Wonder, by the way, came out last week, and as I've said before, is a masterpiece. It's unlike anything I've ever heard. Anyway, my conversation with Todd, which is one of my, it's been the best received podcast episode I can remember. I mean, just, I, I haven't, I haven't received this many messages and, you know, emails and just, you know, people sharing on social media. I don't think we've ever had an outpouring like this. And I so thank you. Thank all of you so much for spreading the word and for listening. I'm really proud of it. I, I think it's wonderful. I think we did a great job. Uh, it came out. I'm not sure I could have done it any better. I, I like as far as my effort and, and what it what it came out to sound like. I'm really proud of it. And so thank you so much for, you know, uh, also loving it and also spreading the word about it. Um, but that conversation with him it got me going back into all kinds of stuff, but specifically Colonel Bruce Hampton. As you guys know, Colonel Bruce was on the show. He's like the patron saint of the marinade, I swear. I, I'm, I feel like I talk about him and Guy Clark more than just about anybody else um, in the context of this show. Uh, Colonel Bruce made a film right before he died called Here Comes Rusty. I think it came out in 2016. It's not very good, but it does have Fred Willard, Colonel Bruce, uh, Joey Lauren Adams, and um, Brandon Taz uh, Niederauer. The the film, like I said, isn't all that great, but watching it 
it's worth watching just for the tender moments between Colonel Bruce and Taz. And if you remember back the conversation with Todd, and if you've done any research on, on Colonel Bruce's passing, Taz was the one who Colonel Bruce kind of passed the torch to on stage right before Colonel Bruce died. Watching this film is kind of chilling, but in a beautiful way. I, you know, I think Todd's words were, Colonel Bruce was a cosmic motherfucker. And watching this film drives home that point in such a, an enormous way. So I, I highly recommend watching it for that, right? So don't go into it thinking it's going to be a great movie. It's not. But, um, but I think it's worth it just for seeing kind of the – even though he's playing a character, he's still Colonel Bruce. And, and for seeing, you know, Colonel Bruce be himself, uh, I think Here Comes Rusty is worth it for that reason. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.